It's time for the Plan with Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now, let's Plan with Dan. This is the Plan with Dan podcast. Walter Storholt here with you. I just drive the bus. Dan Betzel gives us all the great information. He's the founder of Betzel Wealth Advisors, serving you in the greater Columbus area. And on our podcast today, it's going to be simple and straightforward. We're going to answer some of the common 401k questions that many people have and that I'm sure you have some of these questions as well. You know, Dan, a lot of Americans have 401k accounts. So I want to cover some of the most common questions you see from the owners of these accounts. And I'm just going to say uh, it's safe to assume here that although we're going to frame the conversation around 401ks, that 403bs and similar accounts like that would work as well. What simple IRAs or SEP IRAs or whatever the alphabet soup of all these other types of plans are. Mm-hmm. Sure. Of course, they all have different provisions, but yeah, there's certainly a lot of uh, similarities as well. Okay. So they, these questions could apply to 401ks yes. or 403bs, those kinds of things. So first of all, first common question that we get all the time, my company plan is offering a program where I can get advice on my 401k for a very low fee. Is it a good idea to use that service? You know, I think that's a great question. And I, I think it depends. I think if they're going to take into account you know, your personal situation, your risk tolerance, your philosophy of investing, and look at a holistic picture and see how the 401k fits into that, I'd say absolutely. But sometimes I I've, I, I know that they, they sometimes simply use it as a platform to sell you something, you know, or to get you to maybe to participate in a, in a riskier strategy that you're not interested in, or that's maybe not going to serve you. So I say all means, check it out. But you know, have on have on your uh, your critical thinking cap and make sure it's it's really something that's going to help you. I know that uh, one of the kind of complaints, I guess, or or issues with four hundred one k specifically when it comes to advice is that typically your company plan is not going to advise you on how to invest unless they're offering then a third party service like this. But I, I, they're not really supposed to give you advice on how to do stuff with your 401k. The the company organizers just sort of lay it out and say, here's how you contribute. But without having this sort of extra service, they're not going to be able to kind of tell you what to do with that 401k. And I, I know that's a common problem too. Absolutely. Because, you know, they don't want the liability and understandably yes. so. Um, and the other thing is often the, you know, the, the platform that your 401k is being offered on, it's not always, but usually, you know, very limited very limited. You often don't get that many choices. That's a good point. That's a good point as well. All right. So in that kind of same line of thinking, another common 401k question I know pops up, should I contribute as much as I can? I know like my wife, I think can contribute. I don't want to be wrong here, Dan, but I think in her company plan, it's like 17% of her her salary or somewhere in that range. It might be 17 and a half or something like that. Should she do as much as she possibly can or only as much as the company will match, let's say, mm-hmm. two, three, yeah. four, five percent. Yeah. I think that's a great question. And I can give you a general answer. It's I can't really say answer for everybody's 401k because I'm not sure what kind of uh, options are available to you. But I think generally speaking, most people would agree that if your company has a match, you should definitely participate and take full advantage of that match. So if your company's offering 3%, put in your 3%. If they're offering 4 put in the 4 whatever it is. Now, it comes, I think, a little bit more problematic if you're going to put more money in because, again, it all depends. You know, what are the options? 
Often 401ks can be very expensive with high fees. So maybe you might be better off to use those additional monies that you would be putting in in excess of the match and open up you know, a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA or even a, a taxable brokerage account where you can have absolute control over the money and you can have a much, much broader platform to diversify and even probably lower costs. So yeah, general rule, go up to the match over that. I'd be more careful. Yeah, lots of other options available to your disposal kind of dovetails off of your point for sure about you <laughs> yeah. know not, not having a lot of options within that 401k, which is why uh, a lot of people kind of you know don't have great guidance on, on what to direct people to do with those accounts. Dan, yeah. another common 401k question, should I use target date funds in my 401k? These are the things where you see like... Uh, mm. Fidelity 2035, and then you then you might see yeah. Fidelity 2040 or 2045, those kinds of things, right? Yeah. So, I mean, target date funds, uh, I think they're, they sound like a good idea on the surface. Like, uh, they're really meant to make investing, you know, for a specific date in the future, as you said, you know, easier. Like, I'm going to retire in 2040. I'm going to retire in 2050. You know, and I guess if you only have options of a target date fund, it's better than nothing. I have seen some 401ks, that's all that they offer. They offer them just, you know, a series of, you know, 2010, 2020, 2030, 2040. It certainly is better than, a, than a, say, a money market, but there are usually better ways to invest in a target fund. Um, so, I mean, a target fund is basically a handful of other mutual funds. So it's a fund to fund. In other words, target 2040 is going to be made up of seven or eight or I don't know how many other mutual funds inside of that. And so that makes it sometimes a bit unwieldy. It's often a lot of redundancy and maybe even like two layers of costs. So that's one thing I'd be a little bit leery of. It might be that your plan offers you some very inexpensive index funds that you might be able to, you know, to create, you know, a better portfolio. I think my second problem or potential problem with target date funds is they're they're usually too conservative because the company doesn't want any liability at all and they're kind of using the one size fits all and it may be that you know your particular risk tolerance would tolerate a little bit more risk not not be quite as conservative maybe your spouse has a very good job and his or own 401k so maybe that has to be seen in the picture to see you know how you're going to do yours so the bottom line is i think target funds are better than nothing but very often you can do better you can do better you can lower your costs get greater uh, diversification and make sure that the actual investment philosophy fits you and not this one size fits all. couple of good common 401k questions already covered. And here is another good one for you, Dan. I kind of have a feeling of where you're going to go with this one, but maybe you'll end up surprising me. This <laughs> does get asked a lot. People get to this stage of life. They want to do a lot of different things and they see this big balance maybe sitting in their 401k and they say, all right, well, is taking a loan from my 401k well, is that always a bad idea? Can I utilize that option and that resource? What, how do you usually handle that conversation? Yeah, so as a general rule, I say it's not a good idea. I think of it more not as a loan, but as a withdrawal. I mean, you're actually pulling the money out of your account. It's no longer being invested, obviously. It's no longer growing. And so you know, you're not going to get any returns on that amount. If you were to quit or get fired, I, most plans allow you 60 days to pay it back. That's it. So you, you have to get the money back or you're going to start you know, paying penalties and, and interests. And 
Also, the tax consequences is, I think it's pretty complicated when you borrow money from your 401k. I'm not a CPA and I don't want to step on CPA toes. So here's how I understand it generally. So you'd want to really think about this is that the interest on the amount that you borrow from your 401k, it's not deductible, not tax deductible. So if you borrow $50,000 out of your 401k and you have a 5% interest, you're going to be paying $2,500 of annual interest. And that's going to be taxed at your marginal interest rate. And then think about it. When you pay it back and you pull it out you know, during your retirement, you're going to pay tax on that amount again. So that's, our, that's, that's some really serious downsides to pulling money out you know, of your 401k. Now, on the other hand, you know, if you're really experiencing you know, a severe hardship and you've exhausted all other options, you know, perhaps you're you know, on the verge of like losing your house or getting evicted or you know, some serious medical issue, then maybe then and only then should you consider, I think, taking a 401k loan. That's my opinion. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Walter? The, the times when it's appropriate, it sounds like, are very narrow. It's a very narrow yeah. set of circumstances yeah. for when it makes sense to do that. So maybe we don't say always a bad idea, but almost always it's going to be a bad idea. Yeah, you know, and um, maybe I want to clarify something about if you're about ready to lose your house, uh, I mean, I'm I'm inactive as a lawyer. I'm not currently, uh, you know, practicing law. But you know, the intersection of 401k law and bankruptcy law and you know, ability to keep your house it's very complicated. So you know, you want to talk to a lawyer because often a 401k in certain situations, I believe, is is you know exempt from bankruptcy proceedings. So you know, you want to like before you do anything like that, if you really find yourself in these really, really difficult times, you've got to search out really competent, you know, legal and accounting professionals to help guide you through it. Makes a lot of sense. And uh, that's also wise guidance as well. All right. Last thing here on our Common 401k Questions podcast. When should I take money out of my 401k and roll it over to an IRA? And yeah, I'm sure you're getting that one all the time, Dan. Yeah. So again, just speaking very generally, 401ks often have very limited investment choices. 401ks often are very expensive, the internal costs. Now, I can't speak for every single one until you analyze it, but as a general rule. So certainly when you retire, it's a very good time for you to uh, move the money from the 401k into your IRA. If you change jobs, that's an, another triggering event that will allow you to move money, you know, from a 401k to a self-directed IRA, hopefully, you know, to greater diversify, have a larger platform to choose investment choices and to lower your costs. And a lot of employers, I mean, even if you're still working with them when you reach 59 and a half, I know uh, here in, in Columbus, if you work at one of the state colleges, say Columbus State or Ohio State, they allow you at 59 and a half to um, roll your 401k money over into a self-directed IRA. But you should only do that if you're doing it with a real purpose in mind, you know, to improve your financial situation, you know, to improve your portfolio's performance, to minimize risk, to cut down costs. So yeah, roll it over, but only roll it over once you get a plan in place. And Dan, when somebody comes in to meet with you, you're analyzing, even if they don't bring up these 401k questions, your analysis probably dives in and answers all of these anyway. Would I be right in assuming that? Absolutely. Because for most Americans, you know, that's that's where, you know, our biggest investment, our biggest portfolio 
is located is inside of our 401ks. So if you have questions that maybe we didn't cover here, these were the common questions about 401ks. If you maybe have specific questions about a 401k or a 403b or SEP IRA or any of these other types of accounts, Dan would be happy to help you answer those questions. And you can call him and ask him your questions at 614-472-4510. Again, that's 614-472-4510. He's the founder of Betzel Wealth Advisors here in the greater Columbus area. You can visit him in his office in Gahanna near the airport. Find us online at BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. And you can even order a Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Dan has put together a whole bunch of great resources into a box, into an actual toolkit that he will send to you for free. You can get that at no cost. You can order the Retirement Rescue Toolkit right here on the podcast. Just go look at the uh, description of today's show and uh, click on the link that's in there, or you can order it by calling or going to the website, BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. Lots of different ways you can order that toolkit, another helpful resource that you might be able to tap into. This has been the Plan with Dan podcast, and coming up next week, we're going to talk about some of the emotions that really drive us in the financial landscape that's out there, in particular, fear and greed. How do they really play a role in our financial lives? What can we do to control them? When are they good to maybe utilize to be a little bit counterintuitive here? And when are they good to make sure you keep under wraps and under control? We'll talk about all of that coming up on the next Plan With Dan podcast. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.